Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. Hey everybody and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast episode 51. Here with Bob and Justin this morning and we're in kind of in a state of shock watching mm. the live meltdown of Twitter. So we're going to be talking about Ooh. that today. We're going yeah. to be talking about Trump's announcement that he will be running. Nancy Pelosi is stepping down. We have our both sides segment and then we are going into the members only section where we're going to be talking about the worst social media spats we've ever had. Um, okay, guys, we've been chatting a bit pre-podcast, and um, this is a wild time we're in, like super wild. I think yeah. I logged on to Facebook. It was something that Kimberly posted, Bob. So I logged on to – I was on Facebook last night, and Kimberly had written something about being very sad that this was – you know, she's going to lose all her followers. And I thought, what the fuck? What's going on? Hey, what's happening? So we, I was watching something with my wife on Netflix, and I just I was like, "Look, I, I sorry, I've got to stop this. I think something's going on." Uh, logged <laughs> on to Twitter to realize that Twitter was in fact um, essentially uh, ending. When we say ending, I don't really know what the word is. Like everyone's left, right? Yeah, yeah. What he, he shut down the headquarters and locked the doors until uh, apparently Monday. But in the meantime, is anyone running the store? Is anyone keeping an eye on security? I mean, it's that I think is what triggered this whole thing is that everyone's concerned that without anyone there at Twitter, what happens if there's a malicious hacker or a group of hackers who come in, take it down, delete everyone's account or steal a bunch of personal information from DMs and so on? Or in the case of uh, those of us who are old school verified blue checks mm. what happens to the driver's licenses we submitted <laughs> to get verified you know these are all just big question marks and there's elon musk just jerking off throughout all of it pretending like this is just his big sandbox it's his personal homepage, or his better yet it's his ant farm he says like he's got an ant farm and he's decided to just shake up the ant farm to see all the ants go crazy i, mean, yeah. I, don't, know what, I don't know how else you explain it so, I mean, look, this began, I'm going to read, this was from the New York Times, okay? It said, this is this was, it came out yesterday, last night. Uh, okay, hours before a Thursday deadline that Elon Musk had given Twitter employees to decide whether to stay or leave their jobs, the social media company appeared to be in disarray. Mr. Musk and his advisors held meetings with some Twitter workers whom they deemed critical to stop them from leaving. Four people with knowledge of the conversation said. He sent out confusing messages about the company's remote work policy, appearing to soften his stance on not allowing people to work from home before warning their managers, according to those people, and internal emails viewed by the New York Times. All the while, two people said resignations started to roll in. By deadline 5 p.m. Eastern time, hundreds of Twitter employees appeared to have decided to depart with three months of severance pay, the people said. Twitter later announced via email that it would close our office buildings and disable employee badge access until Monday. Uh, so some of the reports I was reading that that there were 75% of, of Twitter's original staff 
had gone. No, no, no. That's seventy five percent of the half that was remaining. Yes, <laughs> sorry, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Not seventy five percent of the original staff. Seventy five percent of the fifty percent that had already, you know, of the people who were still there. I mean, who the fuck is left? Who is there? What is going on? Uh, the mainly the people who are still there are the people who are in this country on work visas and yeah. cannot quit. Mm-hmm. Wow, they can't they can't quit because then they don't have a job and they're going to have to leave, so they're stuck. I mean, it could very easily be the case that when this podcast comes out, Twitter could also Twitter could all already have been shut down or collapse or been hacked and disrupted. I mean, any number of things can happen between the time we record this and the time it actually comes out. It just just occurred to me that mm. uh, Sunday is a couple of days from now. So and that's that's an attorney. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, do you people of the future, you know what happened to Twitter yet? We don't. Yeah, and that that and that's like and the thing the thing I keep saying the thing I keep seeing is they're not so much worried about someone like hacking Twitter. I mean, although that's a that's a concern because like there's no one left for security, but there's no one left to fix things when they break. And if even even little problems crop up, no one fixes them, and then another little problem, then that gets worse, and it yeah. rounds and it spirals. And you know, programs programs are just like anything else; they start to, they start to unravel, and it just spirals out of control, and then everything breaks. And there's only so long you can keep that going before it just becomes unworkable. So yeah. this was Alex Heath from The Verge was tweeting last night, said that um, story to be updated soon with more. She's, I'm hearing that several critical infra engineer, engineering teams at Twitter have completely resigned. Quote, you cannot run Twitter without this team, one current engineer tells me of one such group. Also, Twitter has shut off Badge's access to its offices. Like, okay, that's, I mean... <laughs> that's insane. It's insane, right? It, it's insane. This is, a, this is supposedly a genius, right? This guy... Elon Musk is supposedly a genius, a visionary genius CEO, one of the most successful CEOs in history, in American history at least. Uh, you know, wildly successful in terms of, you know, he's got Tesla and SpaceX. And he's doing, you could not do a worse job. Like he's done, he's done a Liz Truss, right? <laughs> right. This is, this makes Liz Truss look competent. Yeah. Right, pretty much. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, Liz Truss was what forty-five days. How long is Elon Musk in into his job now? I don't know, a month, barely, barely yeah. a month, right? And he has managed to. Hum he's been humiliating his staff, and he's firing people on Twitter. So he's just, been just for just for disagreeing with him or pointing out that yeah, that's not how that works. Yeah, this makes the Three Stooges look competent. I mean, yeah. I would much rather have Larry Moe and Curly come in to run Twitter. Yeah, you know, fix my plumbing. Fix <laughs> you my plumbing. I mean? You've got to be I, able to do a better job. That's the thing that I can't get past is why. Why? $44 billion yeah. he paid for this. Mm. Why Why would you spend $44 billion? I mean, what if it's mostly Saudi money, which that raises all kinds of question marks for me. Like, mm. did the Saudis have a vested interest in just giving Elon Musk $44 billion to tear down Twitter? I can't imagine even the Saudis would spend that amount of money. I'm just, I'm trying to figure this out. And I think we're all trying to unravel this because ultimately, and I'm not breaking any news with this. I think ultimately those of us who use Twitter love using Twitter. 
I mean, I, I tweeted this last night. This is where I go to connect with friends and prep for my shows and to catch the first draft of news. I mean, that's what the crazy thing about Twitter is, is you've got a front row seat to the front, the first draft of history. And so that is invaluable. Mm. And what Elon Musk is doing it, doing to it, uh, seemingly on whimsy is to just watch it crash and burn. Which is just, mm. it's, anyone would look at a guy who's burning a pile of $44 billion in cash as though they're insane. It's like that scene from The Dark Knight, where the Joker just ignites that huge pile of cash, which just douses it with gasoline and sets it on fire. Well, like no, that's what Elon Musk is kind of doing, except we're all in the pile of cash there. <laughs> We've well, got years and years that, and years of content that we have put out there. I mean, I tried to get my Twitter record sent to me the other day, and it was already too late. I'm sure that whoever was on staff to manage that whole process has long gone. So, I mean, plus contacts that we've all made, plus uh, as a platform for promoting our work, suffice it's not as great as Facebook used to be, but it's still a platform to let everyone know where we are and what we're doing. And he's just engaged in this crash and burn strategy that doesn't make any sense. That's a, just utterly yeah. baffling. I mean, it, and I can't, I can't help but feel kind of angry about this, just given the treatment that publishers have had and, and creators have had over the past sort of 10 years of, you know, social media where Facebook, you know, we built, we had a huge, well, not huge, but it was pretty damn big. And Justin, your Facebook page was, was huge. Yeah. Um, mm. um, what was it? What did it used to be? Filthy liberal, proud to be filthy liberal scum. Yeah, and then and then then left wing nation. Uh, but you had like a hundred thousand Twitter followers. I mean, uh, Facebook followers. We had on on the banter page. We had about forty thousand, and um, you know, then the Zuckerberg changed the algorithm, so it cut our reach down. I mean, we but like most of our traffic came from Facebook. That's why we moved to a newsletter because Facebook essentially just cut off eighty percent of our traffic overnight. And then, so you, okay, fine. Well, you know, Twitter seems to be a, a sort of reasonably sane platform that isn't manipulated in the same way by an algorithm. Um, it's more kind of democratic. So, you know, spent a fair amount of time using Twitter. Uh, I still have had a very hard time growing my Twitter following for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, but now that's been shut off, or, or potentially been shut off. Like, what's left? Where do we? Where do? Where does? Where do we go? I mean, I'm on Mastodon. Now, um, I've got a hundred or so followers on Mastodon, but I've got thousands of followers on Twitter. Thousands. I mean, Bob, how many followers do you have on Twitter? You've got tens of thousands. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, not as many as I did uh, three weeks ago, but yeah, about 71,000 followers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Plus, I've got like really like, like uh, important people. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> Twitter is where, I mean... I don't say this to brag. I'm just trying to illustrate You're an important what it's person, like, bro. the experience. I mean, Mark Hamill sent me a DM to say how much he liked my work. That is like something, you can't put a dollar value on that. That's like, I mean, I remember being six years old and naming my dog's puppies after Luke Skywalker. I mean, that's how <laughs> mind-blowing that, that experience is. And so that's, you can't duplicate that. You can't get that back. If Twitter goes poof tomorrow... 
that's all gone. I mean, I've made some screen grabs, but as far as, you know, the historic record, I guess, I guess the Library of Congress has everything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, it, you know, it's, it, it's something to keep in mind. It's like when this is all over and, you know, if Musk really does end up destroying Twitter, the first thing, because I've already seen people starting to hint at it, that it's part of a big plan. He's doing it on purpose. It's like, no, he's fucking not. And when he goes out there and says, yeah, no, I did this on purpose. Uh, my job was to shut down Twitter. No, it fucking wasn't. Because if he was here to shut down Twitter, he would have come in, said, you're all getting three, me three months severance. Have a nice day. Pull the plug. Because the way he's doing it now, he's doing irreparable harm to his reputation. He will never, ever be able to recover from this. His, his whole I'm a genius shtick is done. But, but, at what point, done. but at what point do you stop giving a shit? I mean, how much money gives you fuck you money? I mean, he's got all the money. He's, isn't he the richest man in the world? Is that an actual statistic? Like yeah, I don't yeah, think he gives also, a shit. But he also yeah, has he doesn't, a It doesn't matter. Ego. I mean, he could do, he could, uh, he could like fuck a sheep or something in the middle of Times Square <laughs> and it wouldn't fucking matter. He's he's right, he would still be the richest man in the world who has fuck you money. means something to him. Yeah. It's the only thing that means something to him because he's so thin-skinned. I don't know, Justin. I think you underestimate the... Um, the narcissism and unfathomable sort of he's a sociopath like yeah, this, this yeah. kind of sociopath sociopaths don't care right well, he it's cares about what people think about him otherwise he wouldn't be such a little bitch about it and he's being a little like ah oh, stop making fun of me he is he is he does whine a lot he does whine an awful lot um but i mean look i think this is you know i don't know it's a historic moment we're we're watching the kind of the you know the implosion of a of a major social media platform. It's a, it's a historic event. Uh, it's very troubling. I do think that um, without Twitter, the world, you know, it, it is a crucial place, you know, particularly for publishers. Uh, you, you know, like, I don't see any upside to this. Obviously, Twitter is kind of a horrible place, but it, it, <laughs> as well. But like, I mean, look, you know, about learning about what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, like that's, it's been a vital place to learn about this kind of stuff. And this billionaire is just sort of burning it all to the ground because he, you know, he's a narcissist. It's crazy. He had um, a temper tantrum. Now yeah, we're so, for it. So look, I mean, we'll continue to monitor this and continue to cover the story. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking about Twitter again next week. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many times, every time, we, like the last few weeks, right, we've just been talking about Twitter. Apparently, um, usage on the, on the platform has, has exploded, right? Because yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. And you know what I compared that to? I mean, Elon Musk was he was fucking bragging about that uh, last night or this morning or something. Mm. But I reminded I quote tweeted him and said, yeah, you ever heard of the death rattle? <laughs> right. As someone's dying, they make a big, weird noise. Mm. I think we're in the middle of the death rattle portion of Twitter or very well could be. I mean, certainly it's entirely possible that the whole situation um doesn't actually crash into the side of a mountain and he pulls up at the last minute and hands off to a CEO and everything's fine. I mean, that's entirely possible. Yeah. But right now, the way it looks is we are in the end game and all the noise that you're seeing is people saying, what the fuck is going on? That's not a good thing. Right. right <laughs> you know right. what I mean? That's just that's people losing confidence in the platform. It doesn't matter. Like people losing confidence in Elon Musk, that's already 
baked into the pie. People are losing confidence in the security of the platform. I know that's what I keep thinking of. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I've got, I've got uh, more than a decade. I think I started in 2009 on Twitter. So that, I've got 13 years of DM history and tweets and shit that, uh, you know, I've always operated under the assumption that to a certain extent it's secure. But not anymore. It's and that's what people are screaming about. People are confused, and this is the one of the greatest communication platforms ever in the history of human civilization. Who's and Elon be Musk, because of his money, has come in and just said, "Okay, now I'm going to pee on all of your faces." And yeah. there's nothing you do about it. Yep. And that's what that's why the noise. That's why everything is. That's why user uh, activity is way up right now. Because it's just everyone going, bah! Mm. Yeah. It, mm. it, it, I mean, follow. Okay, look, I mean, I'm on Mastodon right now. You can follow me on Mastodon. Yeah. I don't even know what, what is my social handle? Journal.host backslash at Ben Cohen. That's whatever. The, some, whatever it is, right? It's, it's not yeah. great. It's not sexy, it's so right? dumb. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's server it, thing. Yeah. This whole so it, it, it's it's a little bit tricky to to understand. Uh, but I do. It, it seems to function kind of a bit like Twitter. That's where I'm at right now. Maybe they're going to improve it. I'll stick around. The journal host um, server rather is quite interesting. That's got a lot of um, really good journalists on it. Judd Legume is on that, so that's that's good. Uh, so I, that's where I am. Uh, Bob, where are you on on Mastodon? I am at Bob Seska. Um, That's the best thing about this Twitter situation. The silver lining for me is I can sign up for these other social media platforms. Get your name, yeah. Without having to put an underscore in my name. (laughs) Yeah, I can kind of redeem myself. (laughs) Yeah. And Justin, you're you're fairly uh, anti-social media right now, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. I literally just signed up for Counter Social today. (laughs) Okay. So what's your handle on Counter Social? Justin Rosario. I keep it simple. <laughs> nice. Okay, so follow us there. All right, look, in other news, Trump. Trump is running. Okay. This is a, this would have been the biggest news of the week, even though actually it was kind of a it was kind of a sad, muted affair, really, wasn't it? Like no one really covered it. Trump announced he was running. I didn't bother watching it. Um, most major news outlets didn't have it, didn't run it as headline. But he's running. It's official. He's running from indictment yeah i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) yeah that's a good point because he's doing this because he has to not because he wants to yeah i think that was clear during his announcement because he napped the whole way through it it's like oh mom do i i've been saying this all week Uh, forgive me for repeating myself but it's like oh mom do i really gotta run for president yes donnie you really do (laughs) i mean he just was so sleepy and i I was calling him sleepy don (laughs) good god someone gave him ambient before before that speech yeah plus he was he was short-circuiting more than usual which was funny so yeah bob your piece this week was about this on, on on the banter yeah and i thought that was pretty pretty good um so you this i'm going to quote you um so you wrote this he's not the exciting new guy with all of his money orange bronzer and stupid hair he's no longer the cartoonish weirdo self-promoter from manhattan emerging from his hit primetime nbc television series he's no longer the guy who will shake things up in washington he's not really a walking talking punchline who's great for comedians for the swing voters who cast their ballots for him in 2016 the energy and freshness that helped to propel him to the nomination in 2016 is gone. 
Between then and now, Trump overreached and overstayed his welcome, abusing the bully pulpit, constantly beating us over the head with his cocaine rants, his shrieking unearned rags, his sulfuric personality, and tens of thousands of obvious lies. Americans are done with Trump. Americans are done with the fake accomplishments and incoherent speeches. Americans are done with losing lifelong friends and family members to his cult. Americans are done with the obvious racism, the rage, the crimes, the giant baby whining, and the daily mortifications of his presence as the face of America. Americans are done with his abuses of power and his seditious lies about the, our, our electoral system. We're done with his gun-toting, cowardly minion, his army of insurrectionist suckers. Yes, great. Bravo. Applause. <laughs> Thank applause, you. Applause. And, and yeah. it, by the way, it reads so much better with your accent than it does in my head with my own voice seeing it. <laughs> so thank you for that. Like the next book I do, the next book I publish, if ever, you're going to do the audio book for me. I'll, I'll, I'll narrate it for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should I, this, I should have in the wrong career, basically. I should have... Um... <laughs> <laughs> voiceovers, Ben. Voice of voiceover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything sounds better British. <laughs> <laughs> that's abs you know what? You joke. That's absolutely true. Um, but well, the words great, Bob. Well stated on this. This was thank you, well thank stated. you. And and I think that yeah, look, this is uh, here's my theory. My theory is that Ron DeSantis isn't going to run. Right. I heard George Conway talking about this. George Conway thinks that Ron DeSantis isn't going to run. And I found his argument to be compelling. So I think Trump has the field. This is my theory, right? That DeSantis, why would he bother running? And he's 44 years old. He's not, he's a young guy. Why bother getting, you know, wrestling with a pig? Um, it, let Trump destroy the whole thing and then come back in 2028, right? That's he what I think. Coming as the savior. No, yeah, that's, that, that's, what I, that's what I think is going to happen. So I think Trump has the field to himself now. And who's going to stand up to him? No one's going to stand up to Chris Christie. Chris Christie's going to mount a, uh, a resistance to Trump. He's going to, he's going to walk over everyone. Um, so it's his nomination, basically, to, to lose. I, I, can't, I don't see him losing this. But I do think it spells disaster for his, for, for, against Biden, if, should Biden run, which I think he is. Uh, it, it's going to be a, an absolute cakewalk for, for, for the president. Right, like Bob, as you said, yeah, um, it, you know, I think I do think Americans are done with this guy. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't think uh, Trump is going to go unchallenged. I got to disagree with George Conway on that. Okay. I think if the red wave had actually happened, then mm. he would have run unopposed in the primary. I'm talking about Trump, but now that there's this obvious gap in his armor, given the fact that. The RNC spent seven million dollars on Trump's lawyers, basically, mm. where that money could have gone to Herschel Walker's campaign or any number of campaigns that flipped to the Democrats. Uh, you know, the uh, Michigan governor's race, the Wisconsin governor's race on down the line. That money went to Donald Trump's lawyers and uh, it didn't didn't help anyone. And then Donald Trump raising, I don't know, anywhere between. I want to say 120 million and 150 million with Save America PAC and only distributing teeny tiny bit of that money at the very end to campaigns that had already been fully saturated with with donor money mm. that people have. I mean, I'm talking about red hat Republicans are pissed off about that. I mean, you can say what you will about the boring nature of his announcement, but 
primarily Republicans are angry because Donald Trump was a cheapskate with the money that he collected from his fanboys. So in that regard, they're ready for new blood. And, and Ron DeSantis is the new blood. Ron DeSantis is the Republican Party's trophy wife. They're divorcing the 78-year-old man or however old Trump is at this point. Um, and they're going with the 22 or the, the 44-year-old in this case. <laughs> but he might as well be 22 with blonde hair and blue eyes. And that's that's their new uh, trophy wife. And, uh, and, and plus, there's the fierce urgency of now. There's all this momentum behind Ron DeSantis. That may never come again. Right. So I think he's going to take advantage of that. And so Ron DeSantis will run. Mike Pence, I believe Mike Pence is already running. <laughs> Mike Pence is all over the place this week. And so uh, plus you'll have Chris Christie and Ted Cruz and Rand Paul and Lindsey Graham and the usual uh, second tier people. Plus uh, Christy Nome, I think is going to run. Nikki Haley is going to run. I think both Christy Nome and Nikki Haley have a serious chance of running at the top of the ticket. Mm. <clears throat> there's a long bit of calculus I have for that, but boiled down, it basically is that the Republicans will try to outflank the Democratic success with single women by running a woman at the top of the ticket. This is just how uh, cynical they are. You know? mm. It's like it's like with Herschel Walker. We're going to throw in a, a with a black guy here. We're going to stow our racism and say, hey, look at our here's Herschel Walker, our black friend. Yeah, yeah, we're not racist, right? Yeah. We're not yeah. sexist. They've been exactly. doing that with Tim Scott forever now. Right. Oh, yeah, look, Tim, we're not racist. Look, Tim Scott. Uh, sorry. And, and <laughs> there's a, no there's one's a, buying that. There's, there's two other significant risks for um, for DeSantis to wait eight year, uh, six years to, to run again. One, baby boomers are dying at an accelerated rate, right? So you're going to be looking at a lot less baby boomers, and you're going to be looking at a lot more Gen Z voting. And as we just learned in this last election, Gen Z does not vote Republican. And that's going to be an increasingly large problem yep. for Republicans going forward. And two, um, it's it's something that Republicans pay very close attention to, and so do, the, so do Democrats now. Clarence Thomas is 74. Alito is 72. Six years from now, they're going to be 80 and 78. Uh, there is no guarantee they're going to either stay on the court that long or survive that long. Mm -hmm. You know, so if both of them were to either retire or die, right? Because, you know, in mid 70s, late 70s, that's old. People die in their 70s. It happens even with great health care. If the court tips back to the Democrats, that makes life very, very difficult for Republicans who do a lot of their a lot of what they rely on is voter suppression and if that starts getting struck down or you know if they want to do their fucking fake elector thing again and hope to toss it to the supreme court if it's five four against them that won't work next time mm. you know so that's a consideration he has to be thinking about it's like mm, i can't guarantee i'm going to be controlling the supreme court when i run so yeah i don't think i'm going to wait six years i, mm. I it's just a risk it's a risk that i don't think he's going to be willing to take I mean, I think what we can tell about this race going forward in 2024 is it's going to be absolutely vile. Like, it's going to be, it's going to make, I think Bob, you alluded to this as well, it's going to make 2020 look look like a game show. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's going to, Trump, because he has to, right? The, like, Trump only knows how to double down, right? He only knows how to double mm -hmm. down on extremism. So I'm, yeah, it's going to get more extreme. 
right? Oh my he's God, not, if he's yeah. not actually openly using racial slurs, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Right, maybe not shocked. He kind maybe of already is, in a sense. I mean, he's, he's calling Letitia James close. peekaboo. I mean, for God's sake. Right. Yeah, he's he's getting real close to it. And it's just, it's we're only like one or two elections away from them starting to do that. Yep. Mm. But I, I, I'm going to stick to my prediction that DeSantis doesn't, run I'll, I'll gladly hold my hands up and and, and 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 admit being wrong but i think i buy um conway's reasoning and the research that i've done on on uh you know just monitoring DeSantis. i think the guy is interested in himself and he's going to look at this and think um that's the only guy i think that's the only person who i think who, who can beat trump is DeSantis. it's the only person but he do you want the maggots turning against you trump will turn the maggots against whoever he's running against and DeSantis doesn't want that. He well, wants the I mean, with him. Trump will always have his hardcore fan base. They're not yes. going anywhere. But it's right. just, it's a matter of percentage now. Yes. I mean, he. I think DeSantis can peel off enough red hats to support him, especially when you get uh, some of the entertainment complexes endorsements of Ron DeSantis, which we've seen mm. over the past couple of weeks. Uh, by the way, there's. And I know we shouldn't believe the polls and this take this with a huge grain of salt. But there's a poll that just came out uh, showing DeSantis with a 45-point lead over Donald Trump in the Florida Republican primary. Wow. So, so yeah, super, super, super early, but still. <laughs> mm. That's got to be a canary in the coal mine, I think, for the Trump people. Well, I think it's, I mean, the great thing about it is just the chaos. It, you know, the more more chaos in the Republican Party, the better it is for the Democrats. I'm all, I'm all up for it. Get the MAGAs out keep the civil, the internal kind of war going, the civil war within the Republican Party going for as long as possible. It benefited mm -hmm. Democrats in the midterm. The strategy did seem to pay off that the Democrats kind of bat MAGA candidates to run against. Uh, Bob, I know you were against that, but Justin and I, we were all for it, right? We, we, oh, this, hell yeah. Yeah, this is like every dirty trick possible. I say keep doing it. It's a good thing. You know, look, bad for the country, ultimately, that Trump is running. I think, but in the short term, uh, look, I think it, this kind of guarantees a Democrat, you know, Biden's going to win in 2024. And that's really all that matters right now. Um, so anyway, an interesting development. I'm just briefly going to touch on it. So look, it appears that Nancy Pelosi will not seek re-election in the House as House um, Speaker. So this is quite, um, uh, this is quite significant news, right? This is um, the end of, end of an era. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And it's, you know what? And it's, and it's, I know Hakeem Jeffries is going to do a great job. Uh, but there's one thing that Nancy Pelosi has really achieved almost as much as anything else, almost as much as the actual legislative accomplishments themselves. And that is keeping a big tent Democratic Party yeah. all voting in the same direction, which is a remarkable thing now that you're starting to include never Trump, uh, former Republicans or moderate, conservatives, whatever you want to call them, who are mm. now kind of in that coalition. And so, you know, whether it's just Adam Kinziger and Liz Cheney or whoever, uh, Nancy Pelosi has been able to successfully pass a lot of legislation with that big tent, tent party. And that's not something that is uh, easily duplicated. I don't think Kevin McCarthy is going to be able to do that with the Republican Party for sure. Oh, good God, no. Yeah. No, no. The clown show? Jesus. 
I think Hakeem Jeffries is is a very. It seems like a sensible choice. The guy, the guy um, is a, is very very smart. I don't. He's a know. giant. I mean, he was one of the uh, managers of. Uh, I forget if it was both impeachments, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was the first impeachment. Yeah, and he, he was uh, amazing. So Excellent. it's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it will be sad to see Pelosi go just because she's such a shrewd operator. I mean, like one of the greats, like what genuinely one of the greats. Uh, I know she took a lot of flack from the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. She was hated by the far right and the far left, which in my eyes is a good thing. Um, yeah, that, that tells you something. That she's tells doing you something. her job. Yeah, she's, she's doing, doing it well. Yeah, she's doing a good job. The, 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 kind of the AOC wing of the Democratic Party was constantly giving her shit. Um, not really, I think, personally, I think not really understanding the game she was playing. Um that that that's my that was my take on it. I was always quite felt quite defensive about Pelosi uh, when she was under attack from the left because I think that you know she she understands the game at a level that very 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 few politicians do. You know, like like her and Schumer were were an amazing team. Like I, I really do think that um, Chuck Schumer is another guy. He's a deal making sort of veteran. Uh, who knows the system, and and that's what you need. I think that's that has been what the Democratic Party has needed in these times of trouble, right? Um, given the chaos in the system, Biden is Biden. You know, thank God we've got people like Biden and Pelosi and Schumer around to kind of steady the ship. And uh, you know, hopefully, once this election is done and and, and um, Trump is fine, he's either in prison or booted out or, or elected out voted away, uh, the Democrats can then start to transfer power away from the older generation to the, to the you know, to the new generation. That would, that, that would be a positive thing. I think, I think the Democrats do need fresh blood. Um, it's sad to see Pelosi go, particularly after what just happened to her husband, which I think is absolutely appalling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that probably played a big part in, in, in Pelosi's decision. That would be my guess. Uh, but yeah, and end of an era, um, absolute, yeah, full respect to Nancy Pelosi. She got um, the job done and she, she got, got it the done job well. Done. Yeah. I mean, she really did run rings around Trump. She, she was absolutely fantastic. There's, um, you, you know, it, that, that could be a whole podcast unto itself, right? How Pelosi managed to stymie almost all of Trump's agenda when he got in, when, when they, when the Democrats took the house. Pelosi was was just magnificent. Um, but anyway, that's that's you know that's a, that's a whole other show. Uh, maybe I'll write a, an article about that in this coming week. Uh, okay, so moving on, both sides, both oh, sides. Boy. I've got a good, <laughs> okay, Bob. You're gonna go. Let's get your yeah, one away. Yeah. This one is just, this one is grim. Bob's one is yeah. It's one of the worst ones I've heard. Um, so yeah, so as you know, I've been tracking this, uh, you know, um, statistic about how many trans people have committed sexual assault in bathrooms. The number remains zero. Spoiler warning: it's zero. No trans so, people. So have you're been... saying it's an epidemic? Yeah, yeah. No uh, <laughs> trans people raping women in uh, bathrooms not happening at all, ever, <laughs> not once. <clears throat> but uh, here we have another Republican who falls into that exact category of uh, committing sexual assault, a failed South Dakota House candidate. 
uh, was charged with second degree rape. His name is Bud Marty May, age 37. He was first arrested on November 13th on one count of second degree rape. It's a class one uh, felony. Uh, The alleged victim said May decided to force himself on the victim in a bathroom stall at a bar. Uh, said uh, May said to her at the bar, I am six foot eight white. It is all consensual. Wow. Uh, No fact check. No, no pants on fire, not consensual. And the punchline of this story, in addition to the fact that he's, he's been caught and he's been charged is the fact that in that race for South Dakota house, he lost to his mom, (laughs) Elizabeth May. She got 26.7% of the vote, and he ended up with just 22% of the vote in last place with only two fewer votes than, uh, the you know, the uh, second to last place winner. So, or loser. And so did his mom his, win? Uh, did his mom win? His mom won, yes. Two seats. The winners of the two seats. There were two separate seats. Uh, Perry Poirier won with 29% of the vote, and then Elizabeth May, this guy's mom, with 26.7% of the vote. So, wow. Yeah. Awkward Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> Once again, does not happen on the left. Does not happen among trans people. Does not happen among gay people, etc. Just no reports of this going on in bathrooms, but here we go. A Republican charged with second degree rape with a sexual assault in a bathroom. So there you go. I mean, I guess at least he wasn't a pedophile. I mean, it's mm. not. Yeah, I right guess this separates him from the previous guy we talked about in this category. Yeah. I mean, this is the bar now with the GOP. It's like, okay, rape, um, the rape, <laughs> second degree rape. This is this is an improvement. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. And by the way, okay. Fox News's coverage of crime in the United States has dropped off a cliff. After election day, they just stopped talking about crime. Weird how that happened. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, Justin, your pick. Uh, I have a good close friend, a personal close friend of mine, Dinesh D'Souza. Um, (laughs) So this was yesterday. It's been been over three weeks now since Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, was attacked. And they still have not let this go as something to make fun of. Um, so he posted yesterday after the news that Nancy Pelosi was stepping down. Uh, this is on Twitter. Frustrated, bitter, and out of a job, Nancy Pelosi believes it's her turn to get hammered. Ah, uh, he's so oh, funny. What a that. funny, what? clever guy. It's just the, just the sheer nastiness. The sheer nasty ugliness that these people spew out on a daily basis is just it, it, there i mean there's again like we keep saying there's just nothing like it on the left no, there's no. just there's nothing no. absolutely nothing even at our nastiest we don't do shit like that and they just that's just a daily occurrence for them it's just routine and they did they, they their their viewers and their audience eat it up they love it yeah they love it so my pick this week Delightful. I think who was it? Did I pick this guy last week? Jesse Waters. I keep because I had a hard time pronouncing his name, right? Yeah. Jesse Waters, yeah. Um I got I cut they, they all blur into one, these grotesque right wing mm. pundits. Um so this is on Media Eye. This was by uh this is written by 
old banter contributor, Michael, Mike Luciano. Um, he talked about, okay, this is co-host of the five uh, pan-Senate majority leader Chuck Schumer's suggestion that Congress create a pathway to citizenship for all undocumented immigrants li- living in the United States. Schumer floated the idea at the press conference on Wednesday. During Thursday's episode of The Five, Janine Pirro asked Jesse, Jesse Waters if Schumer and the Democrats could somehow enact the policy in the current lame duck session of Congress. Um, quote, lame duck that amnesty. I don't think they can pull it off, he replied. But they had both chambers under Barack Obama. They had both chambers under Joe Biden. Why didn't they do immigration reform then? The minute Republicans take the House, they want to do amnesty. What does that tell you? It tells you they don't want to solve the problem. They want to campaign on the problem. They want to paint Republicans as anti-Hispanic. Right. Anyway, the the um, the discussion continues. He said the Democrats are playing a political game. And then he's pointed to comments Schumer made stating that Americans aren't having enough children to maintain the population replacement rate. Watts then said, if Americans aren't having babies, why can't we just have more babies? Why do we have to bring in foreigners to have the babies? We won't have. Maybe we just get off our iPhones and dim the lights. Oh, Jesus. So My this God. is the, yeah, this is the whole thing about um, American women, uh, basically white women not having enough babies, right? Because they're all being, they're all turning into lesbian feminists. Yeah. You do uh, cats. Yeah. Cats. It's, it's a big thing on the, the cats. They love bitching about single women with cats. Right, right. And they don't want to have more brown babies. They don't want to have immigrant babies in America. That's basically what Waters is saying, right? Like, and that's why they lapped it all up. Um, because, yeah, white American babies, good. Brown American babies from other countries, bad. Even though the entire flipping country is a nation full of immigrants. That's how America was built, um, you know, was by shipping in, after they obviously k- killed lots of Native Americans, uh, the population was upheld by lots of immigration. Um, but obviously now it's now we're here. It's like, yeah, let's shut the borders down. No more people. Uh, or no more brown people, at least. So there we go. Both sides. That's our both sides segment for today. Uh, rapists, uh, people who believe it's funny to bash 82-year-olds over the head with a hammer, uh, and racists. Lovely. That's the Republican mm-hmm. Party for you people. Yep. So anyway, that's our show for today. We're going to be heading into the members-only section right now where we're going to be talking about uh, the worst social media spats we've ever been in should be a fun one oh yeah Uh, yeah thank you everyone for listening um if you'd like to listen to the members only podcast become a banter member get a banter membership you can listen to it you get that you get all the members only articles you get free lamborghini um (laughs) yeah you get all sorts of goodies uh discount you get to go to disney world for free every year with a banter membership uh, you get a free Wait, someone's going to sue you for overpromising. <laughs> a free house, you get a zero percent down mortgage. Uh, like, um, no, no, I'm joking. You, but but it is great if you like to join us in the Banter Members um, podcast. Don't forget about be. the free Twitter account. Yeah, free Twitter account too. Right, <laughs> get uh, them so, while they last. Yes, yeah. Please join us there. We have got lots of good fun in the Members Only podcast, and you get access to all the Members Only articles as well. Um, and we will see you there. Thanks, everyone. Later.